Welcome back to the Unrest Podcast. I'm Caitlin Stansel. And I'm Madeline Green. If you haven't subscribed to the Unrest Podcast, what the hell are you doing? You gotta subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So you can get the latest episode as soon as we post it. Going back to one of our previous episodes, though, we talked about the Murdoch murders and the trial, like the big trial of the century in Walterboro, South Carolina the other week. Yeah, I'm still hungover from the trial. (laughs) So many people are, uh, including my husband, who wanted to go on an adventure day today. Uh, We had to go run some errands, and then we were sort of close-ish to that neck of the woods, uh, to Moselle and Almeida and those areas. So we went and drove by, and (laughs) it was like a little embarrassing to do. I was like, oh, gosh. I mean, this is. I hope no one sees us out here. But we drove by Moselle. And of course, AJ like stopped and like took pictures, you know, like from the roadway. So you can't really like see the house from there or very much. But I thought it was so touching that on sort of like the gated entrance, there was a no trespassing sign and someone had put two red roses on there. And it looked like they had just done it that morning. That's so crazy. You're you're like this person I saw on TikTok and it was like (laughs) (laughs) some weird person. She was like at the property, but when she was there, there was like a lot of other people there. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm not, we're not the only ones that are weirdos. (laughs) No. And when she was there, she, she had the camera like pointed to her, but the, the house and everything was like, kind you couldn't see it. It was in the background, but she was like, you're not going to believe who came out of the gate. It was Buster and john david or whatever john marvin (laughs) Marvin. and i'm like of course they were there like that's their damn property lady yeah but hopefully you weren't that crazy oh no like (laughs) we literally stopped for like a second and you can't like i said you can't really see the house it's so far back and there's a lot of trees and then as you go down there's like a second second entrance to the property that goes to the kennel area where it happened you can see that a little more but I will say while we were there, we like pulled off the side of the road to like turn around and we did see another car behind us like stop in the road and they turned around like actually in the driveway entrance. So I was like, okay, at least we're not the only ones like being creeps out here. But um, but I mean, it's one of those things like when you get obsessed with like a case or a murder, you're just obsessed with it. That it you want to do whatever to kind of keep it alive. Yeah. And- you know, to be such a part of it because it feels like a part of you. Right. Like, and AJ was saying, he was like, I literally listened to the trial every single day, like all day long when I was at work. And I was like, okay, like, I I understand your obsession from that perspective. I see, I didn't do that. And, you know, I was just kind of going along today, but it was interesting to sort of see it in a more firsthand perspective of like where it happened and just think about what happened there and how it all transpired um it sort of gives you a new appreciation for sort of the the tragicness of it yeah so that's what we did on our exciting adventure day birthday day (laughs) (laughs) but this week's real life hunt is not one of the murdochs (laughs) (laughs) oh wait hold on pause for one second or not pause, but we can add this in the episode. But I did see a TikTok the other day where someone, I don't know if they were like on the property or what, but they had this like 
paranormal recording device. And I sent this to you, Madeline, remember? And they were trying to like communicate with Paul and Maggie. And this thing was was, like going off like crazy. Yeah, the spirit box. Yeah. And it was going off like crazy. And so when we were out there, I was like, Paul and Maggie, just tell me what happened. (laughs) I've had one of those. I guess it's like a ghost app on your phone. And it's just it's supposed to tell you where ghosts are. That would be me. Sorry. Okay, Uh, continue with our real life. (laughs) So this week's real life haunt is from all the way in Reno, Nevada. And it's a lady who I've found because a lot of people who ride horses and that kind of thing are into the whole animal communication type things. And so that is what she specializes in. And I'm super excited for you guys to listen to her really cool stories. So take a listen. Um, I had a little opening back in 1990 when I was doing horseback therapy with disabled kids. And I heard a nonverbal child speak to me. So once I had it confirmed, the suggestion was made to learn to communicate with the horses because all animals are telepathic. And I was like an idiot, like, okay, I'm going to do that. And they were like, no, books at the time on how to do it. So I just sort of stumbled along and, and, and learned how to do it and got confirmation from Um, clients and also uh, from veterinarians on you know what I was picking up on these animals and and things and that's just how it started and and then it was so weird because I would go to do a reading on an animal and hear deceased loved ones if I go out in public um, I have to make sure I don't make eye contact with anybody because I know everything about them then and uh, so I'm I'm very careful where I go Um, I also can't listen to music so there's a lot of places that I can't go to because there's music playing. Um, it's like the last straw for me. Uh, so so that those do have limiting um, parameters on what I can and can't do out in public. I'm receiving information from the universe, from people, from pets, all the time, 24-7. I do not have an off switch. And it's one of the reasons in all my books, I have three books out now, and in every book I I teach people, you've got to have an off switch. You don't want to be on all the time and you've got to be able to turn this off. So I teach it because it's really, really important. Otherwise it can have negative impacts on your life. I also think there's that part of me that's afraid of missing something. So that may be why I just haven't learned to turn it off yet. I was called to do a lost cat reading in Hawaii. I don't do outdoor or indoor outdoor cats, but I will do indoor cats that escape. Anyway, I was called to do this and I had the appointment. I called the gal and as I'm dialing, I hear cat found. And I went, oh, okay, well, I'll call her and, and you know, refund her money or see what she wants to do. And my guides were screaming at me, man sick, man sick. I went, okay, well, I'll talk to her about that. So she answers the phone. And I said, I hear you found your cat. She said, when did you hear that? And I said, you know, just a couple seconds ago. She goes, Terry, the cat was coming in the house as the phone was ringing. I knew the cat was going to come home before she did. Anyway, I said, I'm happy I'm happy to refund your payment, but um, I'm hearing man sick. Do, do you know what that is? She says, oh, yes. She says, uncle is in the hospital with a ruptured brain aneurysm. 
They're asking the family to disconnect life support. And I said, do you want to talk to him? She said, you do that? I said, I said, yeah. And I would love to. I tuned into him and he was sitting on a fence. And he's got this image in my mind's eye of him sitting on a fence. That's very telling. It means that it hasn't been determined if he's going to pass or if he's going to, you know, come back. Uh, while I'm visiting with her, I asked him, I said, do you want to try energy healing? You know, so that we can see if we can, you know, get, get some function back. And he said, yes. Yeah. So I shared that with her and, and told her who to call for energy healing. It was so interesting because he gave me the smell of green coffee. And I, I thought, what is that smell? It smells like coffee, but green. I said, why am I smelling this smell? She goes, Terry, he's a coffee farmer. He was on Kona. He's a coffee farmer. And I said, now he's showing me this thing that looks like a rickshaw. And I, I said, what is that? She goes, well, that's what he uses to take the coffee beans out of the field. And I was like, okay. And he was very specific about where his bills were and that he wanted somebody to please pay his bills for him. He, he described where they were in the house. She says, oh, yeah, I've been there. I've seen that. That's where he stacks his bills. But she could verify that the information that I was getting was, in fact, from him and absolutely clear and correct, which I thought was amazing. Well, anyway, so they, their family got together and they did get the guy to do energy healing on him. And this is a guy, again, remember, they wanted to disconnect life support on him. And what happened is he had the energy healing and he woke up out of the coma and went home. No residual damage, none. So look at all of the different things that went on there. There was medical intuition where I was determining, you know, where he, his brain aneurysm was and what was going on. It was communicating with someone who's unconscious or in a coma and it was doing everything at a distance and also receiving the information about the, the cat didn't need to be found because it was coming home. I mean, you look at all those aspects. So all of those different abilities that I use, I don't differentiate between what am I doing now? I just do all of it at the same time. Isn't that fun? And, and I wanna be clear about, so we don't get definitions mixed up here, a medium, only communicates with deceased humans or animals. That's, that's what a medium does. And an intuitive can encompass that and everything else that they're comfortable with doing. Like the only two things I refuse to do is predictions and police work. Don't like doing police work because of the negativity. And I won't do predictions because I believe they're un completely unethical due to the law of attraction. So those are the two things that I refuse to do. But everything else goes. And, and I, that's why I love doing readings because I pick up on all kinds of things that there's no way I could have known. Yesterday I did one. Oh my goodness. This was amazing. And it was a dog that was deceased. And so I was doing um, a reading, you know, to connect to that pet. And I said, I'm, I know dogs are colorblind, but I'm getting the word yellow. She burst into tears. She says, yellow is the name of the dog that that's my dog's best friend isn't that i mean there's no way i could have known that and i i was just kind of going what is this because dogs are colorblind why would they give me the word yellow the dog's best friend's name was yellow 
couldn't believe it. She couldn't believe it either. <laughs> you know, I'm just a translator. The interesting thing, too, is that when you communicate with an animal, they're going to give you like a pulse of information. It can be, most of the time, it's a smell first. You know, where's the dog that smells like this? And, and you have to say, uh, nose, no work, how animal look, and then, you know, send me a visual. And then they'll send you a visual image of the dog. So they'll send you a smell, a taste, a sound, a feeling. The feeling can either be emotions or it can be pain. So you get those pulses of information. Sometimes you will get words, just like I did the other day. I, I mean, I just couldn't believe it. I was getting this word, yellow, and, and it, it wasn't a color. It was a dog's name. So the communication is different, and it's sort of like you're a puzzle master. You have to put the puzzle pieces together so that they make sense. But I have no ego in this process. You can't have an ego because ego means easing God out. You know, you want to be in surrender when you do this work and, and have no previous conceived notions or anything. You want to just be out of your way. And, and so you just have to get out of your own way to do the work. So it's very interesting how you receive the information. And, and a lot of times it's a visual image. Um, sometimes, you know, it's a sound. You know, I'm trying to find a lost pet. A lot of times I'll hear airplanes. Um, one dog gave me the smell of chicken poop and fresh cut wood on the other. And it was so interesting because when I shared that information with the owner uh, who had lost the dog, they knew exactly where the dog was because that's where they went to pick up their firewood and buy eggs. <laughs> so it was like easy. But it was five miles from where the dog went missing. So it wasn't like it was just around the corner. It was a long ways away. I always joke that I'm just a good listener. And that's all I do is listen differently and, and try to listen very clearly to what's going on. Well, first of all, my work is not woo-woo at all. It's based in physics. And it's unfortunate that physics was not known as a science at all when any of the holy books were written. And I also consider this work healing work. And in the Bible, Jesus says he was either doing a healing, going to a healing, or coming from a healing. And he said, all this and more you can do. So his whole thing was, hey, if this is healing work, go do it. Go help people. And, and it's unfortunate that that just got lost in the translation somehow. Um, because basically, when I do this work, people and animals can receive a healing. So to me, I'm doing what he said to do. Uh, so it's, it's, it's very different. I think what a lot of people are worried about is the churches wanted to be in control of, of how people acted and thought and reacted and all that. And they didn't want to have someone go against what, what the church was telling them to do as far as what they needed to do and behave and, and all that. You know, churches are not about love and, and, and worshiping. And I mean, they're about worshiping, but they're not about God's true message, which is about love. They're about controlling the masses. And they control the masses not through love, but through fear. If you don't do this, you go to hell. And, and I've talked to enough people on the other side over the last 33 years to know that hell only exists here on earth. It does not exist somewhere else. And that everybody has to go to the same place, otherwise they'd never learn anything. You know, if we just got 
you know, thrown away or thrown to the wolves or whatever, we'd never learn that, hey, you screwed up. You want another chance, you know, to do things right? And everybody wants another chance to do things the right way. Everybody does. And everybody should be given that chance. So if everybody went to a place called hell, they'd never get the opportunity to make things right. And so I think that's really important. So I think, you know, you can live in love, which means you're living with God, or you can live in fear, which means you are directly, diametrically opposed to everything that we think of as God. So um, to me, I'm doing Jesus's work. I'm helping people to heal their lives um, with the messages that I receive. I'm just the, you know, the channel of that information. And, and I just want to help. That's all I want to do is help people to heal. And, and I feel so blessed that I get to do this. To me, these are abilities that we're all born with. We turn them off in childhood. And so it's just a matter of learning to turn them back on so that we can use them and help others. I really want to take all the woo-woo out of mediumship. This is not mystical. It's not scary. It's, it's just physics. You know, we're energy beings running around in little meat suits. And so we just need to be able to tap into that energy. And it's called the, the physics of mediumship. And on the inside, on the, I wanted the subtitle to be Cut the Woo Woo Crap. Yeah. Well, my, my, my publisher said, no, let's not do that. So I agreed with him and, and dropped it. And so just on the cover, it says the physics of mediumship. And then it was so funny because now he read through it four or five times because that's what editors do. He said, no, I think you're right. We need to put, you know, put, cut the woo-woo crap on the cover. I said, nope. I said, we're not doing it. I said, I really like the, just let's leave it the way it is, the physics of mediumship. And, you know, people don't realize we're born with intuition, clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, and claircognizance. We're all born with all of those abilities. And we just turn them off in childhood. So it's, it's a matter of just learning to turn them back on. I've never talked to anybody where I said, hey, have you ever noticed how you think about somebody you haven't heard from in a long time and all of a sudden the phone rings and it's them? Everybody's had that experience. Oh my God. Well, who sent who the message? But we all have that ability. We all have it. And so it's just a matter of learning to channel it and, and use it. And it, it's so helpful and healing when you can. It's, it's, it's life-changing. You know, when, when you're grieving and you, and you feel lost and you actually get specific messages from somebody on the other side and, and you know it's them, you know that there's no way I can know this stuff, there's no way I'm making stuff up. And it's so healing. It, it just heals your heart. It just does. There's so many people, they have no tools for how to handle grief. And, and we should be taught how to grieve in, in high school. We should, that should be, take, you know, grieving 101, seriously, so that we know how to do it. And the, the, the bad part for people, and a lot of people don't even understand this, is stuck negative emotions cause disease. So breast cancer, heart disease, lung cancer, all of those diseases are caused by stuck negative grief. It's stuck grief and heartbreak. Heartbreak is actually looked at as an actual disease now. It's a real thing now. But they're actually acknowledging that. Isn't that something? So 
you know, people just want to stuff their grief. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to celebrate the life of a person, you know, once they're gone. It's like, just get on with life. And, and it doesn't allow you to heal. You know, pe- people don't understand, you know, people go, oh, breast cancer is genetic. Well, yeah, but you can have a set of twins that are identical, that have the same DNA, and one of them is going to get breast cancer and the other isn't. The thing is what they've gone through emotionally. It's different. And so if one of them is, if one of them has gone through a serious breakup and feels like they've never recovered from it, that's going to trigger those genetics to say, okay, you know, you, you're not giving us a voice here, so we're pissed off. We're going to give you breast cancer. You know, we're 99% energy and only 1% physical. We're 1% physical, yet all of allopathic medicine is focused on the freaking 1%. It's no sense. I mean, to me, you need a trauma surgeon. You've been in an accident. Yes, go to the hospital. You need, you need a life-saving antibiotic. Yes, you need life-saving medications. You bet. Go. But if you've got some long-term chronic disease, like autoimmune diseases and things, you need energy healing. And the bizarre thing about energy healing is you can learn to do it yourself. That's the problem with it is nobody makes money off of it because you can do it yourself. Once you realize how simple it is and that, that you want to heal, because there's actually some people that don't want to heal because they have what's called a secondary gain. And the secondary gain is when having a disease serves them. They get a check. They get a disability check, you know? So they don't want to give that up. Oh, my God, is it healed? They might have to go get a job and work. Seriously. And I'm not talking about people who are, you know, truly disabled and, and truly that's, you know, that is their, their lot in life is, is nothing's ever going to change for them. I'm not picking on them. But there's so many people that say they want to heal that aren't willing to do the work to heal. I really encourage people, it, it so enhances your own life when you can learn to, to use your own intuitive abilities. And learning this is not difficult. It's not difficult. These type of stories are some of my favorite stories when we get people who have special gifts to come on to the show because they're always stories that just really kind of blow your mind. The one about, you know, the yellow and then it was the dog's best friend's name was yellow. You know, like that's not a normal dog name. Yeah. So how would she know that (laughs) saying, you know, all I see is yellow. It's not like she's faking it. You know, it's one of those things that it's kind of abnormal. And then for it to really play out and it's like, oh, her best friend's name was yellow. It's I just really love that type of story. Well, and sort of like what you said it just like really makes you think too like how did she especially for people don't who don't have those sorts of gifts like what is it like to sort of like get those intuitions and then connect them to these people in these cases I mean so crazy and the way you know at the beginning she talked about how it is kind of it's hard you have to be careful where you go and who you who you give that time and energy to because you do pick up vibes from everybody everywhere, you know? And I couldn't even imagine like walking down the street and being like, oh, well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also like what a big responsibility too, especially, you know, like in the instance where the man 
was on life support. I mean, just to know like that you're what you say would be influential to his family, maybe pulling the plug or not like that is such a big responsibility and one that I would not, (laughs) you know, be super willing to take on. But I think it's awesome that she shares her gift with people in this way. And it, you know, it obviously seems to be really meaningful and impactful. Yeah. She talks about it as, you know, healing. She, her work is healing work. And, and I think that's great. I laugh because like I say, sometimes we are in the Bible belt and it is frowned upon, but my favorite thing is, you know, Christians and, and people of faith, they tend to be like, you know, we don't mess with that stuff, but could you tell us a story? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like it's sort of the same with like ghosts and, and that sort of thing. Like, I think there's just things that you can be interested in without being fully invested heart mind and soul you know right but definitely enjoyed her stories and and glad she took the time to chat with us I know she's super busy but if you have a story that you would like to share with us you can do it we will allow you to share your story with us you just have to email us at the unrest podcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on social media we've got facebook we've got instagram we've got tiktok we even have a twitter You can tweet us if you want, but just reach out and we'd be glad to have you on the show. And don't be surprised if you see Caitlin on TikTok in front of people's crime murder house. (laughs) No one was around when we were there. (laughs) But until next time, unrest unrest in peace. peace.